0: Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted, Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy this episode. In our time together here, uh, we're going to talk about disappearing profits, and really what we're looking at here is surviving Medicare cuts. With more cuts on the horizon, we won't know until mid-November what's really happening for 2024, but right now there's a 3.3 to 36 percent cut uh proposed on the table. And we're going to talk about what that means for our practices. And the one thing that I hear most often is something along the lines of I feel like I'm working harder for less money. And I'm included in this as well. I feel the pressure, but what what can we do about it? That's what we're going to talk about here. So in our time together here, we're going to talk about disappearing profits, understanding what's happening and why where's the gradual pressure coming from over time? We're going to take a look at how this impacts us both in our business lives and also our personal lives. We're going to talk about a profit leak audit. This was groundbreaking for our practice. Uh, We did it about four, three or four weeks ago now uh, for the first time. I then went and I was in Denver, shared this with 70 or so other practice owners, and when I looked around the room, everybody had their eyebrows raised. Uh, and you know, I asked, has anybody ever done this before? And they said no. So completely new way to look at what's happening with our revenue. I'll be sharing that with you um, here in our time together. Uh, we're also going to talk about the for-profit levers and what you can look at once you do the profit-league audit to uh, move your practice in the right direction and help weather any other declining reimbursements that are coming our way. We're going to talk about barriers that commonly get in the way and how you can overcome that. And then we have a special announcement and we'll be we'll open up for QA at the end. Quick housekeeping. If you have any questions, make sure you find the the QA tab, type it in there, and then Andrea will hop on here and help moderate any questions that that you might have here at the end. So let's start with uh understanding what's happening and why. I think we got out of order. There we go. So, the root problem is uh, shrinking reimbursements. So, I went to the CMS.gov website. I plotted out every single year since 1991 of the physician fee factor, the, the uh, physician fee schedule, the conversion factor, which determines essentially how we're reimbursed by federal payers. So, I did it for the last 30 plus years. This is what it looks like fairly level. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you forecast ahead for 2024 and the proposed cuts go through will actually be less next year than we were more than 30 years ago, 1994. I was a high school uh, junior. I was volunteering. I was shadowing in my first PT clinic as a junior and uh, really deciding that I wanted to become a PT. So the reimbursements have stayed flat, if if not on a slight decline over all this time. The problem is, is there's no adjustment For inflation at all. Oh, looks like we lost that. Um, So right now, the average practice is below ten percent in profit margin. Um, In his book, "Simple Numbers, uh, Big Profits," Greg Crabtree is a CPA that I've worked with in the past. He wrote this really great book, and he's primarily service-based businesses. Um, And in this, in the book, he talks about a great business, service-based. When we look at their profit margins, they're twenty percent or above. The new break-even in today's numbers is ten percent, and anything under that is on life support. So th- there's there'll be a poll coming up right now. How's your profitability? You're are you doing great at twenty percent or more? Uh, are you doing well today? So it should be a poll coming up on your screen. There it is. You're doing well today, but you're concerned about the future. You feel the pressure, you're stagnant or break even, which is that new 10%, um, or profits are shrinking and we're on life support. So just click on uh, one of those, whichever one best describes you. And we'll give it another five, four, three,
1: two, one. Great, and I'll share the results here.
0: All right, so, 74% said, we're doing well today, but concerned about the future. Uh, 21% said, we're stagnant or break even. So most of us fall into one of those two buckets. Nobody said, 0% said, we're doing great, over 20% profit. And then uh, 5% said, we're on life support. So thank you for participating there. Looks like we're all um, in about the same spot. I'm, I'm right there with you in our private practice as well. So, we have stagnant uh, reimbursements specifically with the conversion factor in the physician fee schedule for federal payers and the idea here is if you were getting eighty four dollars and thirty cents for a visit of physical therapy in nineteen ninety four and in nineteen ninety four dollars you're getting eighty four dollars and seventy three cents today right now, yes, you know changes in certain cpt codes and stuff like that, but this over all of these years, is a whopping forty three percent raise. And next year, with the proposal and the proposed rule, that same visit that was eighty four thirty is now going to be eighty one ninety three. So that's two dollars and thirty seven cents less than it was thirty years ago. And uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about inflation here. If we go the whole. So this graph in front of you on your screen shows what has happened since two thousand. And um, you can see pretty devastating effects of inflation. If we go the whole way back to 1994, when we're taking a look at you know this stagnant reimbursement across the board, what has happened is the value of the dollar today is worth less than half of what it was 30 years ago. And in 1994, um, a, a gallon of gas was 115. Today, it's 393 on average. Median price of a house in Texas was 76,000. Today, it's five times that 352k. The Medicare conversion factor was 34661. Next year it's proposed to be 32.75. So we have this downward pressure on reimbursements. A visit today is worth less than half of what it was when we factor in inflation compared to 30 years ago. So downward pressure on inflation or downward pressure on reimbursements, revenue into our practice, upward pressure on costs. And in the end, most of us are left with declining shrinking profit margins. Quick introduction here. My name is Chad Madden. I'm a private practice owner, physical therapist, co-founder here at Breakthrough. Um, in the last ten years, I've had the honor and privilege to work with over two thousand owners here in the u s, all fifty states, Canada, eleven other countries internationally. been a practice owner since September second of two thousand and three. Currently, we have seven locations, 9 million in REV, a little over 100 employees, and we just had a valuation done four or five months ago at 20.8 million. Um, Also host the Grow Your Practice podcast, and I've taught many courses over the years with owners, Killer Marketing. You can see the other courses there. So really wanted to focus on profitability right now because it's easily the number one most common problem that I've seen in the last 10 years when I'm talking with owners. I, myself, literally, we're working through this in our practice right now. And my promise to you is over the next hour, we're going to give you a simple and clear path that you can follow to increase profitability so that you and your team, you can get paid for what your services are worth, not allow somebody else to dictate what your services are worth. You'll learn about the, I'll share the for-profit levers that I'm using and that we're working through. And I'll share, um, I've already Tested this a little bit um, with other leaders in the marketplace, and they said that we're spot on here. So, this is what we're doing sharing it with you so you can start thinking through what strategies do I need to implement here so I can survive this. And when you implement, you'll have more financial security, more financial freedom, and more flexibility to hire and retain top talent, which is another big problem that we have in our industry today. So, let's talk about. Uh, I did an introduction of who I am. I'm going to guess you're in one of these three areas. So one, you're an established practice owner. And the main thing that's happening here is shrinking profits are jeopardizing your legacy and value. You're growing. So you've been in practice for a while. Your shrinking profits are jeopardizing your growth. Maybe you've compromised on, we were going to open another clinic, not going to do that now. We were going to hire another team member. We're not going to do that now. We were going to expand to another service. We're not going to do that now. So you're jeopardizing your growth. New owners, um, you're in practice for less than five years. And this is now you know what you've gotten yourself into and uh, shrinking profits are jeopardizing your survival. So if you can go to the chat and just say what you are established growing or a new owner, that'd be super helpful and help me throughout the rest of the process here so i can make sure i'm talking with everybody kathy established kimberly growing exclamation point awesome new owner established growing established and growing established oh chris said two there hey chris how you doing uh established over 20 years established established and growing established 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 growing with poor profit Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody. Um, all right. So we just talked about disappearing profits. What's going on? We talked about inflation and a, a static, if not gradual, decline in the conversion factor. The next thing that we're going to do here is take a look at uh, assessing how this impacts us both personally and uh, in our personal lives and our business lives as well. So, pull these quotes from talking with other owners. Top one here, I want to be working on my business, but I can't. I'm back treating 40 plus hours a week. We just not lost another therapist. I can't compete with what the hospital system pays. I'm already not paying myself what I'm worth. Now it looks like I'll have to pull money out of my own pocket to keep my business afloat. Subsidy is a real, a, a very real trend that we're having. Personal subsidy to the practice to keep it open. We're, we're hearing that too often. We we're going to open another clinic, but it doesn't feel like the right time. And the last one here on your screen, I thought as long as we provided high quality of care, we'd stay busy and we'd be valued in the market. Guess I was wrong. And when we break those down and put them into buckets, there are a few big problems that jump off, uh, jump out of the 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 quotes here. Number one is we have a time crunch. Big problem number one is we have a time crunch. We don't have time. We're forced to work in our business versus working on our business. We might want the benefits of being able to work on our business, um, have a practice that provides some financial security, financial stability, not only for us, but for our team members as well and our families. Um, but we don't have the the time to work on our systems and work on our building team building as well. The big problem number two is we can't compete with the healthcare system salaries. I, I've been through this. I mean, we, literally we had... Uh, we went through the interview, three hours of interviews with, uh, they were well into the process with a prospect. And they they said, listen, I can go out in the marketplace right now and make 67% more than what you're offering. And that really put us in a bind. And I know I'm not the only person with a story like that right now. And I said, great, where is that at? They won't answer. But I said, then, you know, you should take, if if you have an offer for 67% more and that's what's important to you is working, you know, for for more money. Then you should take that position, and never heard from them again. But yeah, I mean, this is a real issue for us right now, and I'm sure it is for you um, on the call. It, by the way, just uh, if anybody's experienced that in the last twelve months, just put problem number two or the number two in the chat, just so I know that I'm not alone. Big problem number three is we're delaying expansion. So thank you, Elizabeth. Now no, I don't feel alone. Great. So delaying expansion. Hey, we were going to open up another clinic, and now we're not. You know, we're going to wait for the right time, or we were going to expand an existing clinic. Now nah, the timing doesn't feel right. Now we're not going to do that. Um, we were going to hire another team member. Now we're not so sure about doing that. Um, th- so this is another big problem that we hear. Big problem number four is giving outside forces like insurance company U or insurance company A. I'm sure you can infer who I'm talking about. We give them control over how valuable we are in the marketplace. And that also creates um, a, a big problem as well. And most of us aren't willing to walk away as of right now, which creates even more problems for us. So how that's how it affects us. Disappearing profits affect us in our business lives. How does it affect us in our personal life? Again, more quotes here. Honestly, my health and stress levels are not the best. I don't really have time to take care of me. I want to travel with my wife or your partner. I want to do things with my kids and I can't. Um, forget financial freedom. That's not happening. I don't even need time freedom, although it would be nice. I just want to be able to be present when I'm with my family and not worry about work. Another one here. Um, I have a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in my practice. My family has supported me all these years. I really want to be able to take care of them, travel with my kids, send them to college, do things in the community. The practice is our retirement. How can I make sure it stays valuable, you know, leave a legacy. And this literally just happened to me. So, uh, I I mean, like literally within the last two hours, had a friend reach out, um, happens to be in real estate. And he said, Hey, by the way, one of your competitors is having a sheriff sale and i was like oh get out who is that it, and it, it's a pra- I mean it, it like really hit me um is another practice owner here locally friends with um i think he's a great guy and uh up- upstanding member in the community for decades and uh yeah just went out of business closed his practice um pretty devastating that it it, it would come to this and i remember talking with him a, a, a few years ago and uh, right before the pandemic, and, you know, he was talking about everything that he had built in, a, in his two or three locations and protecting that long term. And I haven't had the chance to reach out to him yet, but I'm. I'm it, it doesn't look like the, the landing was was clean at all. Um, so, yeah, not good. It, th- this is a real problem for us. And I can't imagine how it's affecting him and his his children um, a, as well. So big problems that I'm hearing, you know, number one is mediocre health habits, very common, don't have time to take care of me. Big problem number two is missing family time. Big problem number three is falling short financially. And number four is compromising on family experiences or opportunities. And just out of curiosity, same thing here in the chat, which one of these um, is your biggest issue? You can just type in one, two, three, or four in the chat.
1: Number one from Cassie, Stephanie says three, Chris says four, Chris in Washington says three, Melissa, four, Kathy, four, Michael, four, Paul, nice, three and four. All right, so lots of answers in here.
0: Thank you. Uh, All right, so... Here this is something else that um, I, I know I've done, I'm guilty of, and i I've talked with other practice owners about this. But many of us gauge how we're doing in practice as a practice owner or a scorecard is what happens when we look at our our checking account. right? So the example here was you know if you were looking, maybe you check on your phone, maybe you check it on your laptop, maybe you have much better intestinal fortitude than I do. And you never check it, or you only look at it once a month. But for most owners, they're, they're checking it once a day, or even more than once a day, right? So you look at your banking account, and it says eight thousand three hundred twenty-eight dollars and eighty-seven cents. And you have payroll. You know today's a Wednesday. You have or Thursday. You have payroll coming out tomorrow, and your payroll is twenty-five thousand dollars. I mean, our our I can remember when our payroll was twenty-five k. I think now it's three hundred thousand dollars every two weeks. So, but we've all been here, right? You look at the account, you you know, you have money coming out. Maybe you wrote, you know, check is in the mail type thing and you're going to be short. So now you're panicked, you're scrambling, and you're feeling a little bit, at least on some level, resentment or feeling like failure as an owner, right? Like, what am I doing wrong? All right, just pause that for a second. On the other end, we have $25,000 in payroll coming out and we look at our account and we say, okay, we have 97K in there. Um, we're going to be fine, right? Oh, th- and just think about how you feel when that happens, right? You get that little dopamine hit. Yeah, Everything everything is okay with the world. Sky's not falling. We're fine, right? And again, same thing. It, it, which feeling is right? I don't know. I've had both and one of them is Pleasant. Right. And I, I feel good about myself, even if I'm not performing 100 percent, an A plus as a practice owner. And on the other end, I feel like a failure. Right. So I think for many of us, this is what we're doing. We're, we're taking a pulse on how well we're doing as an owner, how well our practice is doing by looking at the checking account balance. There is a little bit better way to do that. And we'll talk about it. Here. But I'm going to make an assumption that your aim here, the reason that you showed up is that you want to increase profits so that you can keep your doors open, you can help more people with your services, and you can build a more valuable practice. And whether you measure that value in uh, goodwill within the community or dollars and cents, I'm assuming it's one of those things. So having said that, we talked about the problem, um, we talked about how it affects us, so where do we start as we're thinking through this? The choices are overwhelming. Right. There are so many things out there in the marketplace right now. We could renegotiate rates. And we've shared that with. Uh, and really, my role is I was thinking about this this morning that I'm very thankful for. But for the last 10 years, I get to talk with owners all over the country and I get to find best practices. So, you know, we talked with Tony and Melissa Seer down in uh, Gainesville, Florida, how they renegotiated rates and they have a 12 percent increase. A lot of work behind that, a lot of work behind what they did. But that's an option for us. Do we drop a low payer or do we go out of network? Like we had, you know, Bob Kowalik on our calls in the past talking about how to do this. And we've had owners um, implement this as well and do it in their practice. Do we focus on on that? Do we add a cash pay service? And, you know, we, we've done a lot of work with light force laser, um, et cetera. I mean, that's exactly what we're doing in our practice. Do we emphasize that more? Do we add RTM? Um, do we hire? Do we bring in more people? Do we downsize? Do we cut expenses? Do we implement some sort of complex scheduling and billing system? What what do we? It, there's a lot of things going on. We don't. Most of us are time starved. So how do we pick the right choice, the right strategy for our practice? Or we do do we put a mediocre effort into doing you know all twelve things at one time? Any time that we make a change in our practice, and if if you haven't written anything down yet, this is something that you're gonna want to write down. Any time that you make a change especially when you're working on your business not in it but anytime that you make a change or you're updating a process you first want to look at the baseline you should never make a change without doing that first and taking a look at what is actually happening as scientists the you know what we learned to do was take a look at the control first before we try to um hypothesize and and test something different than the control so it's not fair Right, The situation that we're in, um I don't but uh, yes, we can write letters. I think the other year our practice sent over a thousand letters for the proposal, still went through, right. Um yes, we can you know organize a colossal effort, but for the most part, there are easier things for us to control. Yes, you, you should do adv- advocacy, but where do we start? We must focus on what we can tr- can control and especially control more easily more realistic for our area of the world. So the next thing that we're gonna do here, so we just did assess the business and personal impacts. Now we're gonna talk about the Profit leak Audit. So again, first time I did this, might've been a month ago, four weeks, three or four weeks ago, started sharing this with owners. One is our uh, the breakthrough owners on a monthly call, went through this. Um, I did it last week in our clinical director training call, and I uh, at our last live event with seventy owners shared this, and this was the one where everybody had their eyebrows up. El- As I looked around the room after I shared it, everybody had their eyebrows elevated and looked like a, a deer in the headlights. Here's some uh, what a couple owners have said. I know uh, Pratik sent me uh, a message said that uh, he had done this. It's a completely eye-opening situation. I uh, always thought that the clinic that one of his clinics was the ideal clinic, but I didn't, didn't know, I don't know where and when this underbilling culture starts. So he found some issues in his uh, billing. Sean uh, Weatherston, Idaho, Boise, Idaho, um, added a new PT three weeks ago. His schedule, oh, that is uh, just, anyhow, Sean implemented the um, the the simple audit and what they found um, was exactly where they're they're losing revenue. I believe the one thing that he noticed was um cancellations and no shows are a killer. So this is the first one that we ever did. Um, this was in my practice. I, so some confessions. I've never been in our EMR. Yes, I'm a licensed physical therapist. I haven't treated it in five years. We have rain tree. I've never opened it up. Um, I was in our old. EMR, uh, met in, but nonetheless had to sit down with our CFO, Tracy. She walked me through, we created this spreadsheet, um, took me, it, it took us 36 minutes. I was pretty much watching, but walking through like what to do. So we, I said, you know, Tracy pick any date. And we were trying to evaluate in our practice. Do we want 30 minute appointments, 45 minute appointments or one hour appointments? And which one is the best? And we were doing lots of forecasting forward. And I said, let's, let's take a look at what's happening in the clinics right now. So I said, you know, pick any clinics She chose June 5th. Now, the first thing that you want to do is you want to go back at least 60 days. Um, why, do you, why do you think you want to do that? Why do you think you want to go more than 60 days? You can
1: throw, throw it in the uh, chat.
0: claim is processed exactly michael yep the, you know the exact revenue coming through so um we, we went through we did that all the claims have been processed except one there you can see three o'clock on this day the claim was denied um but we did rebuild the uh, uh the right insurance the, the next time so we were waiting for that but nonetheless um on the visit, on the visit so we went to eight o'clock eight o'clock was a no-show right so reimbursement realized for that hour Zero. We go to nine o'clock. We had two Medicare visits. I'm going to assume one of them came in early. We also have a floating PTA, so maybe the PTA helped. Not sure. $73.80 for one visit, $82.60 for the other. That to me looks like $156.40 on the hour. Uh, 10 o'clock, $72.49. 11 o'clock, $100.05. Anyhow, we worked throughout the entire day. The reimbursement on the day that we realized. Was seven ninety eight seventy two. We may get another eighty dollars in there, so let's call it um, eight hundred and eighty dollars. Now, the question is, what did you see there, right? What realizations did you have when you looked at our numbers? And this was the most important thing. So it's not filling out the sheet, but it's asking yourself better business questions. And would you say, you know, how do you know whether we're doing good or bad? So. If, that, if, if I was one of your therapists and that was my treatment day, did I do good or bad on that day? What do you think? You can type that in the chat. All right. So let's... Did fair. Um, so here's a great... So this is a 10-hour workday for us. Um, we know that our rate... On the hour that we've written our business plan, the assumption is 170, or sorry, 107.107 and fifty cents is our hourly rate. That's what we built our entire business model on. Our break-even, so no, just literally covering our expenses, is somewhere between 85 and 87 dollars an hour. So on this day, as it stands right now. We lost money, right? Not good. Not, <laughs> we, we can't have many of these. And what they, what they quickly do is anywhere in our company with you know 50-plus providers, anywhere that we have um, profitability, right, a cushion, a safety of margin to continue operations, anywhere that we have that, these little losses 50 bucks a day, 100 bucks a day per provider, they eat away at that profitability so not good, right? And then we we went through here and we talked with the therapist and we just said, what do you see? And he was like, cancellations kill me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the way that we, what we did next is we rolled this out with all of our directors and they each went through and did their own schedule. Most of them are, I'd say all of them are master clinicians and highly productive and efficient. So didn't, they didn't have a lot of Cognitions there. When they rolled it out with each one of their clinicians, that's when we really, you know, the changes really started to jump off the page. So, you know, took a look at this: fourteen visits scheduled on a ten-hour day, not a, a crazy workload or anything like that. Thirty-seven units billed again, um, less than less than four per hour. So, nothing crazy here. But you can see where we're at. We made this, some corrections. Uh, the therapist that. I did this with, um, or did this for that Tracy and I did it for, he went back and started auditing his own stuff, made it immediate corrections just because he was looking at it himself. So this wasn't like a top down thing where we were telling him what to do. So yeah, four missed visits, absolute killer. The other thing is it, it, you know, unless we're doubling up, um, so, you know, our, our, outcome from this is like, okay, what else can we do here? We have all these other options. Um, I mentioned cash pay, changes in scheduling, um, RTM, et cetera. Where where should we go from here?
1: It always starts with a baseline. So um, yeah,
0: what you can do is we can share um, a link where you can copy the profit leak audit, the template, and, and do it for your practice. Um, thought I had the QR code in here. Uh, next up.
1: This is Andrea. I'm going to share the link in the chat right
0: now. Awesome. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. So what you're going to do is with that link, you won't be able to edit that. But if you go into that Google Doc and hit make a copy, you can make a copy for your practice and then do whatever you need to do. Um, so the next thing that we want to do is after we look at the baseline, now we want to start to evaluate Uh, the for-profit levers, And we're going to talk about that next. Again, if you haven't written anything down yet, it's a good time to start writing notes down. So the first thing that we can do is maximize utilization. I know Chris Hicks has in here those four missed visits. Yep, they're an absolute killer. So if we take a look at a very simple model, a practice with two PTT, two physical therapists, two clinicians, they're 80% full I think our assumption there was 50 visits per therapist. They're getting nine, they're averaging $90 per visit in reimbursement and they're seeing 80 visits a week, right? Because they're at 80%. That's practice A. Practice B, they have two PTs, same two PTs, same space, same overhead. They're 95% full. They see $90 a visit and they're averaging 95 visits a week. What's the difference in profit margin between those two practices? It's $13.50 a week. Or if we multiply it out, sixty-five k a year. I think it's actually 60, uh, 67500 dollars a year. Pretty big difference, right? Because those missed visits are really margin. And you know, then we can think about the repercussions and how it affects them. So, practice A or practice B? Who can offer a more stable working environment to their employees?
1: A or B? In the chat.
0: B, right on. Who can better weather another reimbursement cut? B, right? Who is in a better position to compete when a PT is walking out the door? B, right? Because they have a, a safety, uh, margin of safety built in. So when we talk about maximizing util- utilization, two ways that we can think about that. One is you can fill the schedules of the existing clinicians that you have today. For next week, they should already be, be, be full. The second thing that we can do is fill the space. So if we have 3,000 square feet and we have three clinicians, that's not very, very good use of space, right? Our general rule is one, it's 500 square feet, gross square footage for every one clinician. So in 3,000 square feet, we should, be really, we should have six clinicians in that space, right? Seeing 300 visits a week, not three seeing 150. You get the idea the second big thing that we can do big bucket is we can increase lifetime patient value the you know the big thing here big takeaway is most practices are losing money on their patient list and that shouldn't be so the most valuable asset that you have in your practice is most likely your patient list right and i, I mean event after event we we even teach how to do it but it, we'll, we'll talk with owners and you know are you doing this The practices that are filling their schedules and filling their space, they're marketing to their past patient list. The practices that don't have time to do it is usually what they say. They frequently have major gaps, major profit leaks in utilization. So your patient list, you should have consistent communication going out, both one to many and one to one, especially if you're looking for consistent growth. What does that do for you? It gives you more reactivations, more past patients coming in for additional care. You can easily add a cash pay service when you have those those marketing channels built in, and you get more word of mouth referrals coming through. Third big bucket is you can improve your payer mix. and th- we we have a very polarizing exchange going and I'm just watching this uh, in the last twenty four hours on social. the again, I'm in a role where I get to talk with owners that are doing very unique and remarkable things, and I, I realize it's I, I have a unique perspective on it. So, anytime that we see an owner doing something exceptional in the marketplace, and they're willing to share their practice, we we get it out there to you. We've seen owners put a lot of work into improving their payer mix, and they doing re- really well with it. Over on the right, there are two owners, Tony Sear. Went through renegotiation. We, we've shared the renegotiation template and exactly what he did. A lot of work in uh, between Tony and his wife, Melissa, and the rest of their team. And they were able to increase their reimbursement rates by 12% in about two years. Fairly significant. And some of those renegotiations, they actually got 10% annual increases for three years in a row. Pretty cool. Sean Weatherston uh, had shown on these already. And uh, you know he shared how he dropped a lowest payer and what that did for his practice as well so three things we can do here we can drop a low payer uh usually a cap payer. we can renegotiate reimbursement rates like tony did and melissa or we can track more of your higher payers Did do um the the third one it, literally you could do it today go through and attract more of your higher paying patients Yep. So shared Tony's story went through, increased his rates by twelve percent on average from twenty twenty to twenty twenty two. Some other key things here, and I know, uh, for example, I heard an owner saying, "Well, you know, I just tried to renegotiate with insurance company A, and that didn't work out well at all." And you know, we were told something along the lines of, "We we're just lucky to be in network with them." Okay, so then it's move on to the other payers, right? I'm not saying there's not failure along the way. There's absolutely work here. and um, you know again, Tony and Melissa have shared a lot for w- with other owners just to help other owners. but um, it, at the same time, behind the curtain takes a lot of time and perseverance, and no doesn't always mean no. Oftentimes they you know swam upstream within the organization. The fourth one here is strategic scheduling and compliant coding. You just looked, you know and I shared with you and that profitly got it. Should we schedule every 30 minutes, every 45 minutes, every hour? We we know mathematically from Bob Kowalek and the massive amount of data that he's looked at. The optimum time, if you're looking at that, is about every 40 minutes. You get three visits in every two hours. Seems to be um, the, the most efficient. No-shows cancellations are less painful when they're happening, but you get the idea there. So you can go through strategic scheduling. And then making sure that your coding is compliant as well. We um, the, the one thing that the Profit League audits have noted for us is oftentimes we saw our clinicians billing uh, delivering more service. So they would bill, you know, maybe four or five units on a payer who's capped at two or three, right? And that those that additional care is compromising working with other patients as well. So you, you want to make sure you're following your practice act, you're, that you're compliant, legal, ethical, everything else. You know, we're going to have, um, or we've we worked with Mary DeLong and BCMS sharing how you can do that as uh, the strategic scheduling and compliant coding. So let's talk about next. Um, we're on number five here on your screen. What typically gets in the way? Two big things that we hear. Number one is I don't have time to work on my business. And uh, this is fairly common, right? Um, So here, and we just went through this exercise in Denver, had owners list out every single activity they do. And there were some fun ones in there other than treating, uh, changing the light bulb, plunging the toilet, meeting with my bookkeeper or, you know, balancing the books, involved in billing. I answer my own phone sometimes. That was one owner said that. And we went through and listed all the activities. The next thing that we did, and, then, and that included working on the business activities like strategic planning and staff meetings, things along those lines, working on hiring, working on you know creating more flow of candidates who are applying. The next thing that we did was we put a dollar value, an hourly dollar value on each one of those activities. And it's crystal clear that owners that struggle with time, and I, I was guilty of this for years, when we struggle for time, most often what we're doing is we're filling our day up with lower value activities, things that are between $20 and $50 an hour and avoiding the things that are literally worth hundreds of dollars an hour for our practice, right? Like planning, like renegotiating rates, like you know, looking at how to add a cash pay service, like marketing to fill our schedules, et cetera. So What's unfair, and there's no problem at all if you do that. But if you're struggling with profitability, it it is uh, it's a little bit backwards to think. Well, I'm going to do all my work over here in the twenty to fifty dollars an hour activity, but I want this result that I put all these valuable systems in place, that I have the right team in place, right? And I want the results of that. That 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 it's not in alignment. So you want to make sure that's aligned. Um, that where you're investing your time, that the majority of your time. Is also the the most valuable activities big the second thing here is some sort of like finish line so i need to fill in the blank first i need to hire a pt first i need to hire a receptionist first i need to hire a billing person first and then i'll work on my business and the, the right question here is what it it when's it too late right um because you know that that increased pressure that we're all feeling right now you just saw in our poll you know Nobody on here was willing to share that they were more than 20% profitable. A few years ago, pre-pandemic, the average um, for the industry was 14.6% 14, 14. in uh, 2018. Now, it's under 10%, right? So, I, I, I think we've waited long enough. The time is now. The urgency is now in order for us to start working you know, on our business, on our systems. All right. so we've talked it, we've gone through the audit. You, you know, that's new. Haven't seen anybody say that they've done that before. So you've got some work to do there. You then have a consideration, the four buckets It really breaks down into 11 or 12 different strategies. And it can feel like you're, you're, you know, drinking out of a, a fire hydrant. So what we've done is we've put together uh, a new program profitability under pressure, it includes a 13 week masterclass where we go through how to find profit leaks, how to make time to work on your practice not in it, where we show you how to prioritize your time, how to plan for profitability, how to systematically fill your schedule. And yeah, the keyword there system, how to maximize utilization of space, how to market to your past patients and increase the lifetime patient value, how to add a cash based service, how to improve your payer mix, and This is not only what I'm doing in my practice, which is what our earliest courses were. This is now what hundreds of other owners are doing as well. So we're distilling down best practices and giving it to you in a very condensed masterclass type outline, Um, how to create scheduling strategies and compliant coding to maximize your revenue. And we deliver that online. Um, We include all the templates in that. We have uh, weekly calls with owners. You're not just learning from me you're you're learning how other people like Sean and Tony and Pratik and Jennifer and other owners are implementing and and winning with the strategies because sometimes if you're only hearing it from me, um it you know you get well, my business is different type thing, and we have uh, such a, a an amazing group of owners on who are willing to share um, they can help you overcome any barriers, obstacles that you might be having. It's the power of the group. And you get access for your entire team. Now we're at a critical junction here, and uh, we talked about the master class and the new program. And for most of us, you know, we're it's the frog in the boiling pot of water. And really, you have two options. We see the same pressure when I like looked at the inflation. When I looked at what was uh, changing about our reimbursement rates, and we had a fairly big hit because we're. We have a lot of federal payers in our area um, right I jumped into action, right and it's the same thing here. the frog in the pot as the if you know the story of the frog in the pot, it you know if you gradually increase the temperature of the the pot of water the the frog will not leave and will will boil to death, right So you can sit there and do nothing or you can jump and take action. So let's talk about what that looks like because. You're going to be joining other owners um, that are in this together, that are solving this together with you, that are willing to share, like many of the owners you've seen here. So, so um, to to make this an absolute no brainer, the we have a guarantee, and uh, you can com- you increase your profits. So you go through the course, you implement what's in the course, you increase your profits by ten thousand dollars within ninety days of the course completion. Or we'll give you a a full refund. And again, you just have to come. uh, I think we've outlined five steps that you have to do from the course, implement it into your practice. If you say, hey, I did this and it's impossible and I'm not more than 10% or $10,000 in profit, I don't have more than $10,000 in profit to show for it, we'll refund your money. Uh, So, uh, Carl and I were talking about this with the team. We're, you know, the, again it's a crucial time i understand where you know the practice is at being a practice owner myself um so we wanted to make this an absolute no-brainer for owners that um that really need help right now right so we have the course we have the information we have the program outlined for you we have other owners i believe we already have 11 owners um signed up for this this next course and we haven't even gone to early bird yet so we wanted to make this um, a, a guarantee that would be valuable to you as well, and would show that the course is working for you. So, guarantee um, ten thousand dollars or more in profit, or you don't pay. You're gonna get, you're gonna save thousand dollars off the course when you apply today. You're gonna save your spot. Um, I just shared we already have eleven. That's a true number. I just made sure we had the right number. Eleven owners already in the course, and we have twenty plus people that have already applied that are. Um, in the queue to hop on, hop on calls with our team. Plus, you're going to get all the bonus resources, hiring, how to control your time, plus all the other information in the course, the full 13-week um, masterclass, the most information at the lowest price. So to learn more and apply, go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash apply. Here are what some owners are saying about the, the course, um, Varel. Awesome new practice owner we met uh, out about Ohio. He was with us in Denver and his uh, partner, Christina, they went from $83 a visit to $98 a visit after going through the course. Peg Gray, private practice owner, uh, four plus decades, I believe in Connecticut, big win. I'm getting my finances under, under control. Uh, Jonathan biggest win for us is able to re- renegotiate our contracts with two insurance providers and what will probably be bigger wins in the near future will be dropping our lowest payer and increasing, increasing cash-based services to our practice. I can finally see some light. You can see a few more wins there. And again, to learn more, go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash apply. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, Make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.